Psalm 121 to worship the Lord in a psalm this morning. We sang earlier in the song Immortal, Invisible, that the God we worship is unresting. He neither slumbers nor sleeps, as we shall read in Psalm 121. Here is a psalm that describes the great safety and confidence that we can have in a God that is always there to deliver us if we put our trust in Him. Let's all stand together and we'll read in unison Psalm 121. Together, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I will lift up mine eyes under the hills. When I first look at those words, I wonder how many might misunderstand them to think that the God we worship is a hill dweller. There was a time in the Bible when the Syrians were fighting the Israelites that they kept losing on the hills, so they said He's a God of the hills, He can't take us in the valleys. Let's arrange to meet Israel in the valley. And the Lord heard that. And you know, the Lord hears all such statements. And there was a great victory run won that day because our God is a God of the hills and the valleys. But there is another event in our Old Testaments that you should remember when the Bible says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. A little boy woke up one morning in the city of Dothan. And it wasn't Dothan, Alabama. It was Dothan in Israel. And he looked out and saw that the whole city was surrounded by an army. And he went and awoke his master and said, Master, we're surrounded. What shall we do? It's over. The master said to him, do you know his name? It was Elisha. He said, Son, there's more with us than with them. And he said, Lord, open this boy's eyes so that he can see that he ought to look to the hills from whence cometh his help. And the Lord opened the boy's eyes, and he saw that the hills round about that city were filled with the chariots of God and His angelic host. When the Bible says He is the Lord of hosts, that is a military term, meaning He is the commander-in-chief of the armies of heaven. And the armies of heaven were present. And the servant of the Lord, the little boy's master, prayed again, and the Lord smote the entire army with blindness and they couldn't find their way. 
And so the man of God went down and led the entire army that was blind. He became their guide, and he led them all into the capital city of Israel, Samaria, and said, here's your enemies. That's the God we worship. Nothing is too hard for him. And you ought to rejoice in all those Bible stories. They are not just for children. They're for all of us. To remember that no matter how bleak a case might appear, it's nothing for the Lord to deliver us. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. And where does that help come? It comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. And when we look at that word Lord... And I remind you of this often because I want you to love your King James Bibles. That Lord is in all capital letters because it stands for Jehovah. I am that I am. The Hebrews had a four-letter tetragrammaton which was sacred to them. It was Y-V-H-V. And when we put vowels with it to pronounce it in... The European languages, it's Jehovah. But it's I am that I am. You can learn that by reading your Bibles and finding what it says in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14. And then in several other places. God was not known by this name to Abraham, but He was known by this name to Moses. And so here when we say, My help cometh from the Lord, we are not confusing our God with any other God of any other religion at any other time. I personally prefer the word Lord far over the word God because too many people are confused by the nebulous expression God. Now, we know that our Lord is one God. And it's the Lord Jehovah. And we worship Him. We have no regard for the moon God of the Arabians named Allah. We have no regard for Vishnu, Krishna, Rama, or any gods of the Hindus. We have no regard for the Great Spirit. We have no regard for Buddha or any other so-called supreme deity. Our God is the supreme deity. I am that I am. He made heaven and earth, and our help comes from Him. Put your trust in Him this morning. Fall before Him and worship Him. He is the only God. He looked for other gods, but He could find none. Read Isaiah 38 through 48 and find that He did give diligent search, but He could find no other. Verse 3 tells us He will not suffer. He will not permit or allow your foot to be moved in any painful or terrible way. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. There is our God unresting, as we sang earlier. Remember Elijah, the ministerial father of Elisha, challenged the prophets of Baal that the reason their God hadn't responded was because he was sleeping. And they needed to cry a little louder and cut themselves a little deeper. But that didn't avail either. Because their God didn't have ears, eyes, or any power to do anything. They had to form His own ears and His eyes by the hands of craftsmen. And they had to carry their gods about. And do you know what God says of all men that worship such creatures? They are as dumb and as ignorant as the gods they carry. That's the word of the Lord, not mine. Our God made the heavens and the earth. We don't make Him out of the leftovers of a tree trunk. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He'll keep you. He'll protect you. He'll strengthen you. He'll help you. And He never slumbers. 
You slumber. I slumber. And all those that we put our trust in slumber, except the Lord. Verse 4, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. There's another reminder that our God is so different from Baal as they were, as he was worshipped in Israel by many prophets. But the one prophet of God was more than enough because the Lord was with him. The Lord is thy keeper, verse 5 tells us. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. He is a shield and a buckler to all those that put their trust in him. He'll keep you from any danger. I love Psalm 91 as a comparison for this verse, as a commentary that the Holy Spirit gave. No pestilence by day or by night, no arrow that flies silently by day or by night can ever touch the Lord's anointed and the Lord's people. He protects and keeps them. And if perchance by the decree of God that arrow were to strike its mark, it's because that Lord has a chariot next to you to carry you to heaven. And it's far better to leave battle that way than to go home and ride some chariot through the streets of Jerusalem. Be carried by chariot into the very presence of God. When it says in verse 6, The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. It is not talking about those heavenly bodies directly, but by metonym, describing anything that could happen during the day or anything that could happen during the night. He is your keeper and He is a shield And He is a shade upon your right hand. He protects us from what we cannot see. He protects us when we sleep. And so the Bible tells us that we can lay ourselves down at night and sleep peacefully. Because the Lord is our keeper. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. He preserves our bodies and He preserves our souls. He keeps us back. And so we should continue to pray, Lord, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. We have eternal guarantee upon our bodies and our souls that even if we were to die in the opinion of the world, we only go to sleep in Jesus. So that even the martyrs could stand at the stake could offer themselves to wild beasts in the Colosseum of Rome. And they knew that the Lord was going to preserve their soul and their going out and their coming in forevermore. And where are all those souls at this hour? According to Revelation 6, they are under the throne of God in heaven. Is there any place you'd rather be than under the throne of God in heaven? And their cry is coming up into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath who has said, hold on just a little longer. Hold on just a little longer until your enemies accumulate a little bit more of my wrath, and then I will come in judgment. They are crying, how long, O Lord? How long until you avenge us? But God will come in vengeance, as we just sang. The God our Lord shall come, and He is coming to judge all the enemies of His people. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And brethren, the darkest moment that we shall face is the moment of death. But even at the moment of death, there is brilliant light unseen by your naked eye and unseen by anyone standing around you but for the eye of faith. And in that brilliant light 
are the chariots of God waiting to carry you home to heaven where we can be with him forevermore. Our going out and our coming in shall be preserved forever. We just move locations. We just move locations. We take a long journey and we take it in a very short moment of time. May the Lord bless us to put our trust in the Lord who is our keeper and our deliverer. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. You can call upon Him day or night, any time, anywhere, any predicament. He is able to deliver you easily. And He will if you put your trust in Him. Right. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word from Psalm 121.